years ago. I was in Walmart like five, six years ago, and I looked up at the shoes and the, the sign for shoes, and then they had the Spanish, they had Zapatos or whatever, and uh, however you say it. And that's when I realized what Jay-Z meant in 99 Problems when he said, if you grew up with holes in your Zapatos, you celebrate the minute you was having dope. Mm. I looked up at that shit, and I was like, oh, Zapatos is right over the, the shoes. So that must mean shoes. Grew up with holes in your shoes. <clears throat> it's actually a pretty good line. Hole. Shout out to Jigga. Wow. <laughs> Earn respect what it dizzle. Oh. We back in the thing with the earned respect. You already know what it is. It's the podcast that respect who need respecting. We check who need checking. All that. You know, I tune to the greatest. You feel me? All that. You know what I'm saying? So it's me, your boy, V Rose. Uh, I'm in here with my dog, Donnie Dizzle, Faux Shizzle. You there? E Rizzle, my nizzle. And the number one stunner, Raw Boom. 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 Bumping that big time was mm, heavy. Gator boots. We hey, came in the house from hooping one time. No, Miss Camille. Miss Camille, shout out to the G. Miss Camille <clears throat> came in. Gator boots. With the she was whipping that man there. Well, was... <laughs> I was like, what? That shit done. What I walk in on mom listening to? She was listening uh, to some nasty shit. My mama, bro. My mama, my mama went and bought, yo, <laughs> yo. My mama went and bought that that uh, Kaya City oh, so shit. fast, bro. She bought that bitch yeah. the moment she. I think she was in line for when it was Sam Goody <laughs> or Circuit City or wherever she was opened up. I love Kang Wang with it. She went. What? I really do love that song. When the last time y'all Kang Wang with it? Oh, never. <laughs> That's easy. Yeah. Don't have to recall anything. Shit, I came with it like six months ago, but came wanged with it. It's been a minute. I can I can still came though. Without Oof. without hurting yourself. That was good. Alright, bro. That was good memories. I think you wanted to drop some knowledge <clears throat> on these suckers. I don't really Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this is gonna go. Like I've it's been one of those things that I've thought about like repeatedly. And I like I want to make it as like short and succinct as I possibly can. Hey, so uh-huh. I'm gonna do this. So I guess in the last week of uh, of the world, we had I thought about our connection points. Mm-hmm. It was Martin Luther King Day. For sure. We had the inauguration. True. We had the death of Hank Aaron. And in the coverage of Hank Aaron, the thing you repeatedly heard was how he dealt with racism. Just like in very, in, in very broad terms, right? Okay. He dealt with racism. He was courageous. He was someone that did as much as he could with his platform and everything as he came up through baseball in the in life through mm. the 30s to the 70s when he was growing up and then played his 20 years in baseball and then I'm then after that even clearly he's always been you know. He's always been involved in a lot of things and a lot of initiatives and stuff like that as far as right. it came to not only blacks, but also people of color and everything in, in, in baseball and, and in life in general. Born in Georgia, right? He was born in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. In 1934, to be specific. Okay. 
Um, shout out to Bama. Yeah, no, shout out to Bama. <laughs> um, and and but the thing was is that that whole day you just kept seeing it, and you kept seeing the fact that people were talking about his courageousness and and those things and all those superlatives and all those characteristics are very true and Hank Aaron has obviously earned every single thing about that I just got fucking tired of and it, and it weighed on me about how courageous he was and it was in a sense and it was in this sense that should be a footnote on on him and his life and he was undoubtedly one of the top three baseball players to ever play baseball but it should be a footnote because the bigger story should have been and should continue to be the people that put him in a position to have to be so fucking courageous in this country and the people that put him through the ringer and put him through all the bullshit he had to go through in his life right and like chasing Babe Ruth's record and having a and I'm gonna read this quote from him this was during while he was chasing Babe Ruth's record and just his experiences and time in that. <clears throat> it said, uh, it really made me see for the first time a clear picture of what this country is about. My kids had to live like they were in prison because of kidnap threats. And I had to live life like a pig in a slaughter camp. I had to duck. I had to go out the back door of ballparks. I had to have a police escort with me at all times. I was getting threatening letters every single day. All of those things put a bad taste in my mouth and it won't go away. They carved a piece of my heart away. And that was him talking about his chase to Babe Ruth's home run record. Mm-hmm. And it was just outrageous. And like I said, he, and I, it's very courageous to have to do it. But then I'm sitting there, I'm like, how fucking courageous should someone in America have to be to go out and play fucking baseball? You got to be good at it. There's no courage in baseball. I mean, there's no courage in sports in general. I mean, you might be hurt. You know what I mean? That's a, but you shouldn't have to be courageous. Like, it just it puts a light on how fucked up one this country has all been, which is not missed on anybody. And how and it also, also puts a light on how fucked up it continues to be. And, like, what I mentioned in MLK is that the beginning of that week was Martin Luther King Day. Right. And all of the people that have supported this previous regime... And also supported the antics over the last 12 years since Obama was voting as president and started the rhetoric and everything. Obviously, every Martin Luther King Day, they come out of the woodworks and they print out and they post half quotes from Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. You know, be peaceful, be equal, be this, be that. Woo. And they always leave out those next two lines. Which is usually about the white moderate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Don't trust the white moderate because they are the most evil of the evil. Because they're going to sit there and act like your friends. But they're really going to be over there fucking with them. Right. Which also rolled over into the fact that we had the inauguration. And while I watched everyone do their put on their best um, outfits and shuck and jive everywhere... For the only slight beacon of hope that black people tend to have in this country, which is 
kinfolk Joe and the white moderates. Because that's all Democrats are. I mean, for the most part, the white moderates. You know, it's not like they're they're dead far to the left. You know, everybody post shit that was like scales and things. Both sides have an agenda. <clears throat> Both sides have an agenda, but even the white people on the left are only left centrist, yeah. which are white moderates. And so it was like, it's, it's just funny to see all of these things kind of come full circle at the same time. Because as Hank Aaron was going through his racism and having to be so courageous to go out there and play a fucking game called baseball. He was also there at the same time as he watched Fred Hampton, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Because I also read an article about Martin Luther King and J. Edgar Hoover and how the FBI was, and things that we kind of know, so I'm not like preaching a different point, how they were illegally surveilling all of them and Martin Luther King in general and how they were trying to taint them and, and their legacies and who they are as people. <clears throat> he was going through all that while playing baseball and being at the height of his sport while watching the way that the rest of black America and black icons and black um, activists and public figures were being treated. Oh, he also happened to be at the very start of his baseball career as he's seen Emmett Till be mutilated, murdered, and watched the two men that did that be acquitted by all-white jury. And so you look at that and you think about the way that he talked about his children and how he had to and so the most courageous thing I think uh, Hank Aaron had to do was actually go out and play baseball because then at that moment he couldn't be there for the people that he loved because he, like I said, he was also a 21-year-old while he read the story and had to hear about the stories of what happened to Emmett Till in very close proximity to where he was born and raised at, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and like I said, and this is during the time of Martin, you know, Martin King, like I said, I was back. And so it just sat there and it just made me think about and reflect on how sick and tired I'm always of, of like these people that went through that time and earned it earned it and it's like I said the superlatives the characteristics everything that you could possibly say about all of those people and all those icons and all those heroes are very true because they went through it it just made me sick and fucking tired of it because I just had to sit there and just say I just was it was, it was just a situation where I was just like but none of this would have to be true if like the the root of this cause ever decided to act differently but they don't and you know how they don't because then it also brought me to the fact that while a 14 year old Emmett Till that the same country that enabled all of those things and from the systems and the power structure and the laws also like I said once again gave us the white moderate who was in power Joe Biden who was in strong support of the Clinton administration's War on drugs and their and and everything that happened there, and also gave us, um, like I said, Kim Folk Joe and Auntie Sis, who admitted on a like Breakfast Club that while she was lighting people up for weed charges, she was smoking weed herself, and she smoked weed before, and so it just it just it it really put a bad taste in my mouth as I, as I sat there and just full circle just got upset and just like dug deeper into whatever hole I was in, um. Of just how fucked up the situation was that this man couldn't enjoy simply playing baseball only for the reason that he was black and he was the best doing it and he was about to break a white man's record. And like I said, the same country that enabled all of that and what should be on Front Street and what we should have always been saying needs to make the change. Because you wouldn't have to be so courageous if people weren't so fucked up, if the system wasn't so fucked up. 
But that same system and country, um, 60 years later, is also the same country that empowered Kyle Rittenhouse to go across state lines, commit a federal crime, killing two people with an AR that was illegal and injuring others and got to be in a bar with a free as fuck shirt on. And so all those things in that one moment, and as they and as the Democrats sit there and they continue to deal with the Republicans and say we want to have an e- we want to have an equal power structure here, even though we even though Democrats have the um, <clears throat> Senate majority when Republicans didn't give a fuck about them, goes goes further to show you what the who and what the right mo- white moderate is and who they always was, which was never missed on me. But still, it's just sickening to see all of these things while people are still waiting on them to vote on the extra $1,400 while they worry about impeaching Trump and shit, knowing that the Republicans, once again, will not vote to actually impeach him and make him go on trial. It's the same shit that makes you sit there and it just sickens you as you sit there and you have to hear about the courageousness of someone like Hank Aaron and every other black activist that will eventually at some point pass away if they have not passed away at all because you feel like they had to sit there and be courageous for absolutely no reason because it was all for fucking not and so you sit there with this man that had a chunk of his heart carved out while doing something that he loved and how Mm -hmm. fucking ridiculous and sick that it is and it, it is all it just all bothered me to like to no end a rough week. I mean, in a way, yeah, man. Because I sat there and I, like I said, I wanted to try to find the the, the quickest way, the most succinct way, and, and not go into much of a tangent and make everything make sense as it was going through my head. But yeah, man, it's like this man. He had to live through the same thing. He thought it would be one of those things where if I did that, I would be- believe that I was making a change, man. And if I died and I felt like not too much, like things only got marginally better. Then I would just sit there and I'd just be like, I don't know, man. What's the use? Like, what is it all for? Like, I was like, you know, you got to keep some hope, you know, Mm. and everything like that. And like, you know, Stacey Abrams is hope. Georgia is hope. Right now. I'm scared to see what happens in Georgia the next two years when the government, when a governor, I'm sorry, race goes back. And then when the next time the Senate in the presidential race is four years from now, I'm scared to see like just what the fuck they're going to cook up because you're not going to cook something up. Mm -hmm. But Georgia's hope like Texas is hope because Texas is about to flip in itself. I mean, it was on a verge to, which is insane to think. But Florida's you know, not like, going to get any better. Usually, I mean, you know, Florida, Florida, North Carolina, like Ohio, are like very quintessential swing states. Like Georgia and Texas are not <clears throat> like they are red states. Yeah. They had like, like Georgia had went blue since uh, Clinton, I believe. Like Bill, right. obviously, and stuff like that. And just so to see things like that. I guess some kind of hope, but it's just also just to sit there and like to, to rehash everything and to sit there and just be like, why did he have to be so courageous? And it's because, well, that's why. Like, and you know, like I said, those superlatives, those characteristics—they're very true. Like they had to go through what they went through and everything. But the thing is, is that beyond being courageous, when you went through the things that Hank Aaron had to go through in his life and in his time in baseball. I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but it's less courage and it's more being fucking scared to know what, what what's going to really happen. Don't take that much. You know what I mean? Like, like I would, you know, like, like if you sitting there and you know 
what's gonna happen and these people will get away with it mm-hmm. I don't know how much courage that takes you know but but I know like I said I didn't mean to say that to take away from my air or anything but I'm saying that but it that should be more of a red flag more, more of a black eye to sit there and say you had people that had to legitimately live life scared because you know what's gonna happen right. and if you come up missing ain't no you could be hang Aaron and nobody gonna give a fuck right so it sounds like even the coverage of his passing was more of a reflection of his struggle and the racist obstacles he had to go through. And he wasn't even able to be remembered as the great baseball player that he was because that was almost highlighted more in his passing. Yeah, yeah, especially in this time. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying especially in this time and especially where we are, like, yeah, it, it behooves you to highlight the obstacles that he went through and the racism he went to. And I mean, of course, he's always gotten his just due. Yeah. Like, no matter what happens, like Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, uh, Beirut, Ty Cobb, like those are the type of baseball players that get mentioned if a motherfucker sneeze. Right. You know what I mean? But I felt like it did take away, and I felt like, as far as the baseball and sports coverage went, that that those things. I wish they were a footnote, and I wish the topic was just how good of a goddamn baseball player he was, being second in home runs, first in RBIs, and yeah. third in hits. Right. You know how well, fucking ridiculous that is? And, and I feel you. Jackie yeah. Robinson, just real quick, like, does anyone know? The only reason I know it is because I just recently rewatched 42. Yeah. Does anyone, like, off the top of their head know that he stole home in a World Series game against the Yankees? And the Dodgers ended up winning that World Series. Like, that's right. real. Like, so, no one ever says that. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I feel you. And I think, um, you know, I, I appreciate what you said and I respect what you said. You know what I'm saying? Um, Thank you, Donnie. You know, I think it definitely is fucked up that, uh, you know, you do have to talk about so much of the struggle and the, and the, uh, uh, the trouble and the trauma that you know black people had to go through and how playing in that environment was was you know so rough and how he's playing baseball he should be able to just do that i agree with that you know it's the same thing with um black quarterbacks black head coaches black uh people in um in uh upper management positions women in sports you know that's it's it's just fucked up that's how it is so it ain't no I don't feel like there's no sense in sitting around and saying I hate how it is whoop de whoop nah what we gotta do because they not gonna change it is what it is people are not promoting this on TV in the newspaper or nothing like that this is taught at home and you can't control what a motherfucker do in their house so that shit is not gonna change as long as one person feels like that in that family or the, the, the head of that family feels like that that's how the whole family feels and that's gonna carry over hopefully the child might see the light at some point but it's a good chance they don't if that's been beaten to their head all their life so that's just not gonna change so black people brown people all minorities and and and, and smart able-minded white people we need to get uh, uh, knowledge we need to get organized we need to get our money up and we need to start stop waiting for these motherfuckers to accept us because we why do we need acceptance from them? Who are they for us to want acceptance from? I don't want to be equal to you because I feel like I'm better than you. So what is, my mind is clearer than yours. I don't hate you for what you look like. I hate you for how you act. So I don't want to be equal to you. I'm not, I'm not striving for that. I don't think we should either. Fuck how they feel. Everybody that's with us, let's get together and let's, you know, 
build our own communities and our own stores and we can circulate our money and I don't know, you know, that's, you know, it's easier said than done. And it's, it's, you know, that's obviously a big transition, but once, you know, people really start thinking about, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, even though we would love it to be, everybody loves each other and whoop, whoop and stuff like that. It, that's just not what it is. These people just stormed the Capitol and then walked home. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's men that have been murdered in the street for selling cigarettes, selling CDs. Motherfuckers go to a church and kill people, get caught, and then get took to Burger King to eat because they're hungry on the way to jail. Niggas don't even make it to jail. So, you know, it is what it is with me. So, fuck the other side. That's how I feel. <clears throat> and by you saying you're better than them, they have the option to be better. They have the option to... <clears throat> be kind souls and you know treat everyone equally you're not even saying like I'm better because I got something you don't it's I'm literally just trying to be a good person yeah, and no, mentally, like that's yeah, what it is mentally I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm more you, you ain't you me. ain't got nothing like I don't, physically the, different like yeah. the wild thing is that I don't even want the option like I don't believe that we have to be better I don't want to be better I just want to have the option to be the same and like get viewed the same like you have to be better and there is like you have to be better because of the idea of that you have to earn your humanity and that's why you have to be better and that's why you get priests turn other cheek that's why the MOK turn other cheek way and have more humanity and be a better person is because you didn't have to earn your humanity from them Mm -hmm. which is the biggest fucking lie ever told in the history of humanity itself I don't want to be better I damn sure don't want to be better. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be better. I want to treat you like shit, too. You know what I mean? Like, at times. Not always. And people that know me, like, you know, not always. You kind of want my equality and to be left but alone. I, but I want I want my equality and I want the option to be equal to you without any extra outside interference or surveillance, which obviously continues to go on all the time, no matter what you are. And what you were saying about Joe Biden is you're saying... Cool, he's in office. It's a little bit better than it was, but you, you, you don't really song. see any difference. It's, it's the same old song and dance. The man is damn near eighty years old. J. Edgar Hoover was ahead of the FBI from thirty-eight to seventy-five. That's forty, damn near forty years. Mm-hmm. You tell me what's supposed to change in forty years from that when you had a man that was actively surveilling anybody black with any kind of name and purposely out there and trying to strategically soil the name of any movement and anyone that they call the quote unquote black messiah while now holding up the name of someone that we call the that that's pretty much this America's black messiah and Martin Luther King Jr. They would act like they were all down for it at the same time. Like I read I was reading shit about Emma Till today and it was like he became a posthumous figure of the civil rights movement. Of course he was posthumous because he was fucking dead because you killed him and you acquitted the killers. Like, but now y'all y'all on board. Now you want to tell me it's not right to go out there and kidnap and murder a black teenager and throw his body in the river because of a false police statement. Doing wrong, right? Like, or a small statement. Anybody. It's insane, but anybody, of course. But it would be nice if we started with like the people that are actually dying first, no, because no, no, of bullshit. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, that's, that's what I mean when it, when I come to 
that shit, like I said, and it was white moderates like him that I'm sure, I'm sure everybody on that jury stand, maybe not, or depending on which way, I guess back then it might have been like flip-flopped at that point still before they made the flip between Democrats and Republicans, you know what I mean, like back in the old... Um, yeah, I think you know, old, think like in, Lincoln, in po- Lincoln was a Republican. Days. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like before that shit changed in, in mm-hmm. old politics. But still, in all, um, I'm sure that they probably had people that were technically on different sides of the fences together, except they were on the same side of the fence because they were all white. It's whatever. Fence and they didn't want to be the one in the neighborhood that 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 didn't acquit them. So it was unanimous. You know why? Because they were fucking. Because they were the cowards. They were the people that need to be courageous in the moment, but they weren't. So you know who had to be courageous on the back end? People like Hank Aaron. And that's the shit that I know you have to hear about because those people did make sacrifices. And those people had to do what they had to do. And like I said, I didn't want to say anything like that. Like I was taking away anything from them. But um, but that's why. And that's and it, like I say, within everything that happened in the past week, that's what just kept just not sitting right with me. I feel you, bro. I think... Um I get what you're saying, and I I I think it's, it is important that everybody's looked at equally. But I think it's important now in the sense. Of, I mean, it's just that's you know human decency or whatever. But the way the structure is right now and how most things are set up, you know, the people in power, if they don't look at you um, the same, you know what I'm saying? Then obviously that could you know really affect whatever it is that you're trying to do. So I get that. I think in the long run, though, if we start to set our minds to you know what I'm saying? Like, not necessarily focusing on that, focusing on the people that do view us as, you know, as we should be treated and move forward with them. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say, like, you know, I'm for segregation, but I mean, shit. And this, because, like I say, I just don't see people, I don't see that whole structure of, or that whole fraction of the country that feels that way. I just don't see it like them waking up. Oh no! Well, that's a different conversation that we would be having then, because that's not a conversation I'm trying to have. Like that—that's not oh. that wasn't the point of that. Oh okay. I, yeah, I'm not. You no, know, this is not. This, I, yeah, my thing was not a they thing would about have to acceptance. Admit hundreds of years of yeah, yeah. Right, my, my thing wrong. is just like like waiting for them is waiting. Like we're not gonna live to see that, bro. You, you oh yeah, have yeah, to admit yeah. You and your ancestors are like devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. My thing is not a thing. This wasn't a thing of of wanting or needing or asking for the acceptance of that. It's just, it was just, it's just having that moment to sit back, reflect, and be like, man, this is exhausting. Like, this, this, you know, just in the moment, like, this is exhausting having to hear this and having to hear this about so many people and everything as you grow up, but then also for nothing to sit here and for nothing to actually be done about it. It's, 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 it's what that was. It's not about, I want those people to change their opinion about it, because I'm not fucking stupid. Them people are not going to fucking change their opinion about nothing. Right. And I don't care if those people change their opinion about nothing. Exactly. And, and, and that's they, they, what it is. They have no actual bearing on me individually, although it does have bearing on individuals, which yeah. which is saying, the point. Like how the way things are set up yeah. now, it's like, damn, like there's still people that, you know, damn, they've been doing the, the X-Pop. It's, it's a nice way, of, your segregation, it's a nice way of saying natural selection. Like, you get to choose who you deal with. Right. Business-wise, friendship-wise, well, everything. So yeah, it's like... But, it's like, all right, like we're gonna mine our own. Will you mine your own? No, they won't because That's we because we tried That's that. That's where it lies. We tried like, that, and then you see right. Tulsa, then you see Chicago, then you see the capital. Philadelphia, and then you see all the things, all the I don't times think, that. I don't, yeah, the capital. That's one. Not 
now the capital is a good example. Tulsa is, is I mean, definitely is a good well, example. Well, I'm saying those things where black people tried to have their own, and then they then it was shut down yeah. by by actual force. And so, so we no, I so think black people to the mind, they're not going to just let you. It's going to be a, a war. Like, I, I know well, this is a curve. But I'm saying because that shit happened here. I don't know if you know the story about um, Singer Island. That was originally a, a black neighborhood. But, 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 I'm but sure. you see is what I'm saying. saying. Like, they, they had even all we, the people come across the bridge. Yeah, even we tried to. Ground, it was saying, even when we tried to have our own, we were never left alone. That's what right. I'm saying. And so that's, but that's the fight that that has been fought plenty of times, and many people have died. And and so yeah, you you continue to fight, and you continue to try to build your own. Mm-hmm. But that there's nothing in my mind that lets me to, to think that that won't happen again. That they just won't have find any good fucking reason to do it because we would have thought that when they did it in the 40s that that was the 40s and this is the 2020s and then we see the shit that happened in the 2020s and it's the same fucking thing they might do it but we going in their neighborhood after that in 2021 I don't think that's yeah I mean I I feel you I just don't think that's gonna work cause we also learned about Nat Turner yeah I mean like they also go they also you know the shit also I don't it's it's pretty much a revolving door that's like just yeah. like everything's but a revolving door that's like pretty I mean, much Nat Turner them was like just bodies and they had, you know... Then what are you? No, no, I'm saying. They had the white people. They had their, whatever they, you know, whips and all this. Like, I don't think... They probably had more uh, <clears throat> ammunition. I don't know if they had actual guns at the time, but more weapons and shit against them as opposed to what Nat them had. You get what I'm saying? Slightly. But, I mean, they might come out with a bazooka on us. So well, I, mean, I get you, what you're saying. If I say, like, it won't, it won't are even, you saying... They won't even take that. Huh? We can't... They too strapped? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, I'm not nah. saying that. Fuck Terry Crews. I'm not saying that shit. No. Yeah. I take it back. But, um, but Jamie but, Kennedy. Yeah. Stri- yeah. Strictly Jamie Kennedy. Right. We're coming. <laughs> exactly. Him and Bloodbath. Um, yeah, not, but not that. That was our new. Is it a fucking musket? <laughs> spear, my spear gat. <laughs> but that was our new say, uh, segment that we called G Check. So, America, you've been G Checked. What? Uh, hey, that's tight. Wow. Nah, that G-check. was that was cool. 